So thank you guys for joining another episode of the Key Chat Podcast. Today, I have an extremely special guest. I'm so excited to talk to him. I have the two-time Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and producer, Mr. Nice Guy himself, Mr. Eric Robeson. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's been a beautiful day so far, so I'm looking forward to it. And, and it's going to be beautiful. We're going to keep it beautiful, you know, so thank you. Yes. So I want to just dive right in. I know you have a new album coming up, but I, yeah. we have to talk about this beautiful new single called Lessons. I It's been playing in my head for several days. It's so beautiful. Oh, so can good. you please just break down like what was the inspiration behind it? It's just such a beautiful love song. Well, you know, um, well, you know, it's interesting. I wrote the song uh, the morning of my anniversary. We, me and my wife were celebrating 13 years and um you know, I'm always working in the studio, and so I worked that night, and it, it led into that that morning of my anniversary. And I think it just probably put me a little bit in that zone. I can't say I was necessarily writing a song for my wife, but I think it maybe it just you know the 13 years that we've been together kind of made me think a little bit a little bit deeper. And while I was setting everything up, I think the first line I had was was uh, God has a funny way of showing you lessons, and it you know just it was there. And the rest of the song was really really easy. I try to write from very personal areas when I can. And a lot of times for me, I don't really write things down. I more spend time trying to figure out who I am in the song. And then I try to spend that time being that, right? So um, yeah, the rest of the song was just there. You know, the song was just there. And, and I mean, I think with all of us, when we kind of look back at our years and you know, everything that didn't work out and everything that did work out, it, it kind of had to happen for me to have what I have now, you know, for me and my wife to be together, for us to have the kids we have, for us to have the home we have, things, there were there had to be the dark days. I needed the dark days, I needed the ups, I needed the downs, I needed all of it to gain and learn from to be the person I am today. And that's, mm. I think we captured that in the song. I definitely picked up on that. It just felt like it was a history of a relationship in the song, you know, I just yeah. thought it was so beautiful, especially the first line, it just really brought everything home. And yeah. through my research, I noticed one of the things that I, one of your quotes was, when I write, I get lost in the music process. Yeah. So I know, like you said, when you started Lessons, you weren't necessarily, you know, writing the song for your wife, but obviously it's a beautiful song about a relationship. What is your normal process though, when you write songs? Because I just feel like, I could tell there was like some personal, obviously, elements to lessons, for example. So what is your music process? Well, the first thing is to take in information. So, you know, for me, I always say that I, I, I write till I'm empty, I read till I'm full. And reading could be books or reading just be the reading the room. 
So I think when you go in the studio, you should, you know, I call it honest music, right? So I take in what I learned that day. I take in the conversations I had. I take in what I see. Or a lot of times I had the TV on with the, with the sound turned off. And I just look at the TV and just say, well, wonder what they're going through. Or the opportunities are there. You stop at a red light, guess what? Watch the people crossing the street. Just kind of take a minute to invest in what they're going through. Because there's a song in every, I don't believe that you should ever have writer's block, you know? we choose not to write about something, but there's always something to write about. And for me, when something takes my breath away, oh, that's the first, that's immediately I'm going to the mic, immediately I'm going to a pen, immediately I'm going to a camera or something to capture that moment because, you know, I know how to write a song. Now I just need the the right things to write about. You know, the, the you know, uh, I know how to write a song. So when I see, um, um, a grandmother hug their their granddaughter they they didn't see all pandemic you know or something like that I'm like oh write that you know so you try to capture so my process is first trying to collect collect feelings um, and then get out of the way of my get out of the way of myself to allow it to show up really so I'm constantly writing like I said in the studio I don't really write lyrics down but before that my phone will tell you I'm, the th- theory uh, theories and poems and essays. I'm writing letters to friends. I'm constantly writing, you know, just collecting thoughts so that when I do go in the studio, I'm I'm full of ideas and thoughts to to put down. And then hopefully it clicks, you know, that's the that's the part. I can't I can't worry about judging. I can't worry about will it work or will it not work? I have to worry about releasing it, revealing as much as I can. And then we show up, we see what's there. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, one of my favorite songs of yours is the song Picture Perfect. Now, obviously, I'm taking it way back, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song, um, shout out to FM98. They play the song a lot even now. But, you you know, you've been out for a long time. So what is your key to just staying current? You know, I mean, you, you're very relevant. What's your key to just having that longevity and I noticed, like, on one of your IGs, you mentioned, like, even, like, an introduction to some of people that may be new to your music. So yeah. what's your key to just being relevant and even, you know, gathering new fans, too? Because music is something that's ever-changing, and there's always, like, an open door for new fans and new listeners. So what's your key to all of that? The first key is to hold on. I hold on to the part I love about it. That's first, right? So it's ever-changing, but guess what's not going to change? What I love about it. I love creating I love performing, right? So really at the end of the day, I love to create. That's my overall goal. That's only that my overall view of success. Who listens to it? That's great as a compliment. Who doesn't listen to it? That's not going to really affect me. It's not going to stop me from creating. You know, what I will tell you is that the world gets a view on what really moves me, right? So if something really moves me, then I share it in hopes that it will move you too. So I think the, the thing about a fan that's been with me for 20 plus years or a fan who just discovered me yesterday or through this podcast. Um, I hope that that's what they see, you know, cause that's, that's really the only thing I'm concerned with showing, you know, um, I've had, I've had a great career. I've been very successful, been very, very blessed and been able to, to do what I love to do. You know what I mean? Like most importantly, um, and I worked hard at it, worked very hard to have that. And I hope, when someone sees me, they see me still in love with it, you know, still in love with it. I, my goal is to grow old doing music. If I'm 95 years old, if I'm blessed enough to see that year, you know, I, I want to still have a pen in my hand. I want to still have a mic in the other hand. I still want to be working out ideas 
in my brain, you know, and, and having great conversations with somebody like you and then putting it to song, you know what I mean? But the main, my main strategy is really to work till something takes my breath away and then mm -hmm. share it and hope that it takes your breath away. Mm. And, and guess what? If it doesn't, there'll be another idea that's going to take my breath away. We'll see what happens then. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's, it's fine with that. And, but I really feel really good about this song. People have responded so well. They've given me so much energy about it. Um, but initially that, that four o'clock in the morning, when I first came with the idea, I was blown away by it. Mm. I, not, 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 not even like in a casino. Oh, Cause guess what? I, t 10 seconds before I wrote it, I didn't know what, what was I was about to say. I can't, mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really take credit for writing or creating anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like just in general. So, I, so side note, I teach songwriting. I, I'm a professor at Berkeley College of Music, and mm -hmm. I mean this. So, I teach songwriting, and one thing for me is like I remove the weight of creating it. I more find it. I find it more than I create it. You know, mm -hmm. the words the words are already there. The 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 notes have all been sung before. I may be able to put it together in a certain way. How do I? Why do I put it together? Because I found it. And I mm -hmm. found it in a great wife who's who's supported me and helped me through many years and and birthed these beautiful, crazy little kids we got running around this house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I find the time to to collect all that. And one late night, I you know sat down and and captured it, captured it correctly. It seems because people are responding really well about it. But I can't say I created it. I, I'm blessed enough to find it. You know, mm -hmm. and and if I found it, I'm sharing it. And you know and uh and seeing seeing how people feel about uh, what we're sharing i feel like the song like you can you can tell when someone really just has that love as an artist as a songwriter as a producer you know music is a beautiful creation and i just feel like that song it just really speaks to you you know like it's like just the beginning of it just the opening lyrics it's just like wow <laughs> whoa yeah. it just really hits you God has a funny way of showing you lessons. For years I would stare up in the sky with so many questions. Like, will I find someone for me? Or even if I'm standing in a place I need to be. Really hits you, and I just think it's such a beautiful song, and you can just tell like your love for music in the song in general. So another thing about you, of course, you're one of the original pioneers of just the independent movement, and you've been celebrating, if I'm wrong with the date, but 20 years of being an independent artist. What has been one of the benefits of going independent? I feel like is it easier? Like do you have more control, obviously, over what you're doing? Do you feel like? it's benefited you? Are there any things that you would do differently? Like, how has that been for you? Well, I, I had the fortunate opportunity, I guess you say fortunate, of being signed a ton of times, right, mm -hmm. early on in my career and, and still being in the business and surviving. And then I had a, a, a good career as a songwriter for other artists. And sure, you've seen all the songs that I wrote for artists that have went on to have great success. But what people miss is all the songs I wrote for people where those albums never came out. And I think that was a really valuable lesson for me to learn. Um, Cause I was like, wow, what happened to that album? That was, album was incredible. They, they could have easily been the next Maxwell or they easily been the next Erica Badu or the next Mary G. Blige. And now they're back home working somewhere cause it didn't, it didn't work out for whatever reason. And I think for me, I didn't want to be that. I saw the chance. I saw how, what it was like to be signed. 
And for me, the goal, like I said, was creativity. The goal was to be able to, I worked very hard to make sure my music set, I feel I can make an album just as good as anybody on a major. It could be the same quality from, from album one to the, to the one we, we're doing now. Um, but I think the difference was, the, the, the pro of it was that, that I had creative freedom. I was able to write certain songs that I didn't have to have a whole marketing department on the third floor have to approve before it made an album. All the ARs had to won over and the, the, the vice president of the label who's going over micromanaging every single thing. You have to solve so many people before you have this idea. And guess what, man, if I want to write about a flower or if I want to write about my wife being pregnant, if I want to write about, you know, I just want to write it and, and see what happens where there's a little bit more politics in the label. Now, now the, the con is that me and my staff, we've had to wear way more hats, you know? Um, so we've had to A&R, we've had to do the full thing, but it, it, I think it's worth it. I think the reason why I'm st I have over 13, 16, who knows how many albums I have over 20 years, and to be able to, to set the tour schedule we have and how we do is because of the freedom. I think the respect though, we put respect to it, so we handle it. I'm not frivolously just, ah, da, da. We, we handle it like a business, you know? But the overall goal is to, for me, is to create. You know, I would I, be honest with you. I wouldn't be satisfied having a twenty-year career with, with not not speak for anybody else. I say this is just for me. Twenty-year career with just two albums or something like that. Would you know? I write a hundred songs a year. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Not saying I'm gonna release a hundred songs a year, but but at least I'm I'm in the studio half the year. You know, just trying to get things out of my head, and that wouldn't work for me yet at Virgin or at Sony, you know, and all respect to them. I work with all those companies. Yeah. I write for other artists, but for me personally, that wasn't my goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's your take? So I've had this conversation with other musicians. I'm an old head I'm in my 40s. So I feel like when I was younger, R&B was slightly different than it is now. When I was growing up, when you turned on the radio, that's pretty much primarily what you heard. The love songs, the slow jams, things like that. What is your opinion on the current state of R&B? I know like, you know, I have millennials, they tend to listen to hip hop, all that type of stuff, rap, yeah. they, that's the thing that they love. What's your opinion though on the new generation of R&B has the, cause some people have argued that R&B is dying and some people of course are gonna fight that argument. What's your take on it? It has, does R&B still have its place in the music world or do you think things are different slightly because of the new sound that's out? Well, I think we have to we have to first stop and think about what are we calling R&B, right? And and at the end of the day, let's just say black music as a whole, right? We have a mm -hmm. younger style of black music and we have an older style. And guess what? When we did New Jack Swing, that was still the same way. You had New Jack Swing, which was a much more younger style of R&B. And then you had maybe Freddie Jackson and Luther Vandross. And, and, and I love both sides, right? You know, and that was maybe a more mature side of, of R&B. So... Technically, right now we have the same thing, and and sure you're going. You had young artists at the time, let's say a Tevin Campbell, who wasn't necessarily doing New Jack Swing. He was doing more of a more mature sound. So even today, you might have a, a more younger sounding R and B, but then you also have a maturing side, and, and it, it doesn't really mean age. It just means style and preference. What I would what I'll say is that we have to we have to be careful because with all music, it's combining genres, combining culture. And what we shouldn't do is we shouldn't criticize the younger R&B right now because it doesn't match what we went through in R&B. Because they're, they're, 
they're blending in their culture to what they hear and they're developing it. And, and one, we can't judge it as it's being developed as well as we can't judge it if we're not part of that culture. I'm part of the hip hop culture. So to me, it made sense that when I was listening to Luther Vandross, I was also listening to Eric B and Rakim and I was trying to figure out how to combine the two. You know, I was listening to Stevie Wonder and I was listening to A Tribe Called Quest and I was trying to figure out how to combine the two. And did we get criticized? Sure, some people criticized it and Mary G. Blige came out and an intro came out and when they came out, we sat up like, we're figuring it out, uh, you know, it's like, so, you know, to me, it's about just, can you still write quality, great songs? And I do think that, you know, um, now when you look at, if I even just break it down, to me, younger R&B right now is very hook driven, but not mm -hmm. just hook driven from like the actual chorus, but even their verse is going to be very hook driven. So it may not be very personal descriptive. They're trying to say a catchy line, followed by a catchy line, followed by a catchy line. And that's how new, that's Lil Wayne and, and 2 Chains. That's more of younger hip hop blending into black music, black R&B. But it's a, different, it's a different style and we have to allow the younger generation to find their way, you know, and combine what they want to combine, just like we did. That's how that's how we had got Jill Scott. Jill Scott was mm -hmm. a, a spoken word artist who loved hip hop, and she brought all of that to what she did. Music Soul Child, you know, you know, D'Angelo. They were they were they were hip hop fans who who loved Smokey Robinson. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So today we have a different different way. What I will also say about it is though. So I feel like some of the greatest music is being made right now. The difference mm. is you just have to take a minute to find it. Yeah. If you if you if you if you're willing to invest the time, you are going to be blessed with some of the best music you've ever heard. You just got to look for it a little bit, a little bit more than you did before. It's mm -hmm. not just going to be played for you on the radio on your way to work. You know, it's. But I will tell you, I promise you, if you take a look. I'm blown away by some of the music some people are making right now. You know, it's it's, it's still great music right now, um, at least to what will feed you. You yeah. know, you know, because my my nephews, they they're fed by what's what's being made right now. You know, mm -hmm. it might not feed me like that, but I I won't by no means will I say it's not as good as what we're doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just it's a different it's a different taste. It's a different culture. So. Let, let them have their culture. And guess what? We're going to rock over here in our culture and have mm -hmm. our fan base embrace it too. We just got to make sure we find it. Right, right. And you mentioned, part of one of my next questions, you mentioned Jill Scott, Music Soul Child. And I know you produced for them and you've also produced for artists like Vivian Green. Are there any artists that, you know, are on your radar that you just haven't had a chance to work with that's, let's say you had a wish list. Are there any artists that you would just oh, really love to produce, write for? There's a million, there's a million of them. There's a million. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, so me and Avery Sunshine, we're one of good friends, but we just did a song together that should be coming out soon. So I'm glad I, I, I will not put her on the list because I, I just did work with her. But I would say my friends, you know, like Emily King, uh, um, Let Us See, people mm -hmm. that I've, I've spoken to just in the last, you know, last couple of months, just, you know, major to me, it's great voice. You know what I mean? Great voice, beautiful falsetto. You know, I would love to, cultivate something around um, Roe James. I mean, I, I, the list can go on and on, just really great names um, and some and some really up and coming uh, phenomenal. Lauren Talese, just just amazing, amazing vocalist, just just takes on great character in her songs. So, I mean, the list can go on and on, but I'll tell you even more. 
I would love to write for them, but I would love to just watch them work too. I'm a fan of like, fan of creativity. So mm -hmm. I would, I would want to see how your brain works. How did you put that together? You know, Erica Badu is on the top of my list of who I would love mm -hmm. to work with, right? But mm -hmm. I would, I probably wouldn't dare come in with a song. I'd probably walk with Erica Badu and I would sit in the corner and just say, I'm just treat me like I'm not here just so I could watch. Just yeah. how did you come up with Bag Lady? How did you come up with See You Next Lifetime? Where was your mind at when you wrote that? You know, mm -hmm. I, that's, I would want to see how you come up with the next one of those. And it'd be great if I could write a song for them, but that's probably my number one priority was just to be to witness that. The one thing also I think people don't always consider is that at the end of the day, even if you take Jay-Z and Drake, the creativity comes from a very small doorway. They, they go from mm -hmm. that, they go to that same door, you know, wh what room they enter in is, is, is different, sure, and how they do it. But at the same time, they're still combining words, yeah. combining rhythms and combining, and that all comes from this one little small, small part of your brain, right? That's not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, so there's a, there's something in common with all of it. If we, right. if we allow, you know, and I, and I, I would always offer something that uh, I did this with, um, I was doing a podcast on, did Prince ever make bad music on purpose? Right. That was, mm. that was right. So like there was, so mm -hmm. we were going into, we were doing a lot of research. I was interviewed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But then one day, I, I, to me, Graffiti Bridge was the album that we were kind of basing. Like, was he trying to get out of Warner Brothers? Did he make Graffiti Bridge? <laughs> Mind you, he made a movie around Graffiti Bridge. So like, clearly, right, right. You know. Yeah. But then one day I asked myself, well, what was he thinking when he made Graffiti Bridge? And just mm -hmm. that question made me understand the album a little more. And mm -hmm. then it, I actually enjoyed the album. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Just the question alone made me enjoy an album that I thought was his worst album, hands down. Mm -hmm. To the point where it stopped the podcast. It like, and what I realized was that he was figuring stuff out. He was making mm -hmm. adjustments. And if you look at Graffiti Bridge now, looking back, hip hop, especially West Coast hip hop, was become popular. NWA just came out. Yeah. And I think he, whether he admits it or not, was being very influenced by Public Enemy and mm -hmm. NWA. And he was trying to figure out how to incorporate it in his music. And he hadn't figured it out yet. The very mm -hmm. next album was banging. The very next album, let's get it on. Mm -hmm. He at that point yeah. he had figured it out. But Graffiti mm -hmm. Bridge, even though he made a movie around it, he ain't really figured it out yet at the time. But yeah. he was willing to share it and put it out and stuff like that. Right. And I think that's like going back to like black music and young R and B. There's a lot of them still trying to they they kind of trying to figure it out, but they're letting it out and and, and it's being celebrated right. a little more. But we're kind of looking back like on what y'all doing yeah. down there, you know. Uh, so, I, but if we take a minute, just going, oh, what were you thinking when you did that? Mm -hmm. We might jam with it a little more, might jam with it a little bit. I just wonder though, like, if like the newer generation, like, are they more concerned with a hit as opposed to a classic? You know, like I could listen to songs from 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, songs that were out before I, even, I was even born. Yeah. And like really enjoy them. You know, like my parents, I never forget, like when they had, um, it was my dad's birthday or something. It was years ago. And like I was playing all these old songs and like all the older guests were like so happy, you know. And I'm like, I wonder like, will my kids have songs like that that they can turn on when they're older that are still classics? You know, I just wonder like, do the new artists more so want to get like on the charts as opposed to like a classic that you can turn on 
20 years from now, not that I'm thinking that most, I don't, I would assume that most artists don't necessarily have that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, this is a song that people are going to listen to in 40 years, but I just wonder if they're more concerned with having a hit. I think, I think, I think how, how they write now, and once again, it goes back to culture, right? So Mm -hmm. everything is more hook driven to where, let's say we take the hot boys, um uh this song about the rich and the famous so or or they had these songs where they're telling stories right or slick rick slick rick told stories sometimes sometimes the song didn't have a hook he, a children's story he, he built this whole story and it's like we we built into the story and today just keeping 100 i don't know if the people have the patience to sit back for the most part you don't have the patience mm-hmm. to sit back and allow this story to build where even if you look at like some beyonce songs they're just they're just chance Walk yeah. it out, walk it out, pat your head, pat your head, now swing, now swing, and mm-hmm. dance, and I'm on the deal, going, and it's like, they just want you to sing along, drive into the club, That's what, but I can't say is that going to be around in 40 years, I can't say, because yeah. at the end of the day, that, those people drive into the club, they're time stamping that moment, right, mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, the, the world chooses, there's great songs that are forgotten, but then at the same time, there's, there's great songs that are remembered, I don't know what the science is and why it's remembered, uh, um, uh before i let go frankie Beverly mays we chose it to be our favorite back uh backyard mm-hmm. barbecue song right we we chose it right. and and i think that's you know that's the thing about creativity i think the only person i'll give it the, I, I credit tommy davidson said this the only mm-hmm. person who knows what's going to work is god True. so so mm-hmm. 40 years from now the most innocent novice song might be the most memorable one we cherish and go around be- because of how that moment and the culture is time stamped. Right. If it brings back a feeling, it might, you know, but I think, but just breaking it down, songwriters now, they want um, each line to be catchy, each punchline. So like a Drake, a Drake, Jay-Z would, when he did a verse before, now he changed it a little because he's adjusting, but he yeah. would write some a whole theoried verse. Like he, it would mm. be a theory to be dope lines in monks inside that theory. Where Drake is like, I'm trying to hit you every single line, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so then of course when you write an R&B song, you're trying to write that too. Like so every line becomes very hooky. Every line is more rather than this line supports this line, this line supports this line, and this overall theory. It's more like this is a dope line and this is a dope right. line, and it might not even make sense connected, it, but it's just dope lines. And that's right. kind of how they're writing, writing today. Mm-hmm. Does it make it yeah. not as good a song? I can't say that because that's just where the culture is at, you know. Yeah. And that's where, they, and and you could take a, a great writer like Smokey Robinson. He's not gonna be able to write like that. Now yeah. they're not gonna be able to write like Smokey, but Smokey ain't gonna, be, you know. What I mean, it's a yeah. So you kind of got to respect both pens, you know, that they're able to do something different. But what's going to be memorable? I I don't I don't really know. I don't yeah. really know. Yes, it's. I mean, what I'll say is that the industry now with streaming, the attention span is shorter. Mm-hmm. So with the attention mm-hmm. span is shorter, it, things are forgotten quicker. Yeah. So so maybe that that to me will play more of a part why something isn't sung twenty years from now, more right. than we're we're being fed way more music and we're mm-hmm. we're like great album. What you got next? You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's that's the spirit of the culture today. So I think that's gonna have more of a say on what is timeless than than like the actual song. The actual mm-hmm. song. I think I think if you wrote what's going on right now, there's a good chance if you don't keep it in front of people, it, they're not gonna be singing it long. Doesn't mean that what's going on is not the most incredible song ever written. It's just that's that's where we are right now. 
you know yeah. I mean? so um you got to kind of keep it in front of their faces to allow it to catch mm-hmm. and 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 who's to say what's going to what's going to catch and what's going to stay around you know but i but like i said I, I i try to remove myself from trying to decide what's better it's just yeah. what what is what is what is what you know mm-hmm. best believe when 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 black people started experimenting with rock and roll when little richard and 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 was when all of them were starting to add electric guitar but then you were like you that's that wasn't a little simple you know what i mean when, yeah. when we started going to bebop and dizzy gillespie was 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 playing fast and more intricate rhythm. They're like, what, what structure are you? Everyone has, when they look at the next cultural thing, they look, what? And right. it seems like, it seems like what's happening now in R&B is, is simpler and mm-hmm. not as thoughtful. But guess what? Everyone who looks at the next culture thinks that way. So I can't, I can't play, I'm not in the culture. I'm not in that. So I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to judge it the same way bebop was judged or yeah. hip hop was judged you know, or, or anything. I just know that it's being developed and we got to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It might come back. That might just, this might be just be a small period to really just clean our palate for that elongated, soulful, time, patient bill. We might get back to Barry White and, and Isaac Hayes mm-hmm. letting music play for 10 minutes before they start singing yeah. the verse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just right. letting it play. Right. Who, who's to say? Who's to say that's the, that might be the next, we might have to go through the impatient you know, quick tension span to get back to the, I want to clean my house to your song again, like you right, know, right. period of life, you know? So right. we've been in the house all, all year. So now <laughs> I want to listen to music differently. Right. Who, who knows right. what's next? I, I know that wherever we are, I'll, I'll be here. If, if God yeah. willing, if I'm to be here, I'll be here, you know, still, what y'all think about this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we'll see, we'll see, but I'll try to right. celebrate all of it. Like I said, I'll just try to celebrate creativity yeah and 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 for whoever it's for Mm -hmm. let it be for them right right that's true like i said music is is a great thing it's very changing and even if it's something that may not be someone's cup of tea there's always going to be a hook or something that'll catch your eye you know so especially when my kids turn on something i'm always like well who's that you know i sometimes i feel like the definite the definite generational gap sometimes because back in the day like i knew everybody on the radio but now like they'll play stuff because yeah with the streaming stuff everybody has a song out so a lot of times when they're playing stuff i'm like oh, well who is that you know so i'm like i never heard that song before you know and they have to explain to me who it is i'm like oh okay you know so i'm starting to feel like a slight divide only because like you said all you got to do is pull out your phone and throw on spotify or whatever and there's like yeah. a billion songs out or some people who they may not be on the radio, but the, there's some artists, underground artists, whatever that the kids know, you know. So yeah, I guess it's good too, in that sense, for other people to get their songs heard too, though. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, they, there was an article not too long ago where they said uh, it was a couple of years, but there was a rock band who sold out Madison Square Garden, and the lead singer was able to take a t- get out of the car and walk past the line and walk right in. They didn't even know who the lead singer was. It's like. <laughs> That's amazing. They were able to sell out Madison Square Garden, but that's just, it's just a different time, you know? So right. I think we, get, we we adjust and we, you know, try to figure out how to survive in this crazy business and, and right. you know, what do we need to do different? But yes, yeah, embrace the differences now. That's, that's what yeah. I, I mean. I have no control. Like I said, the world chooses it. The world chose right. streaming, the world chose. So it's like, all right, this is what we choose. Let's figure out how we can, 
how we can adapt and adjust inside of it. So figure it out. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So before we run on everything, what are the main takeaways that you want the new fans? Because I'm sure you're going to get some new fans just in general. Like I said, music is ever changing. That's the great yeah. thing about music. There's always a crack door for new people to come in. So obviously you have your new album coming up. What are some of the biggest takeaways? What's the feeling you want people to get when they, you know, when they stream it or turn it on, whatever way they choose to listen to music? What's the feeling, the vibe that you want people to pick up on? I want them to take that it is now theirs. It is no longer mine. I've already let it go. Uh, I, I can amplify it, but I want you to impersonalize it. I want you to personalize it. What what does it mean to you, you know? And that's what makes it art. Like, does it make you sing along? Does it make you reflect about your past? Does it make you appreciate what you have more now or hopeful about what you're about to find tomorrow? Like, I want you to take it on as yours. Now, if you want to look back, if you're brand new, you want to look back, guess what? There's, there's a whole bunch of albums over this last 20 years. And guess what? We'll probably be in a city near you once this thing opens up again, you know, mm-hmm. real, real soon. So remember the name, remember the song, but for the most part, you know, this song really took my breath away. Let, let's mm. see what it does for you. You know what I mean? It's you know, I've already cooked it up. Now I'm I'm laying it on your I'm putting a plate on your table. You know what I mean? And and the utensils are clean, everything is sanitized. What you gonna do with it? You know what I mean? So uh and I'm and I'll, and I'll be appreciative for whatever whatever happens, what however anyone however it feeds anyone, I'm I'm I'll be more than happy to see how it how it turns out. So lastly, if there's any aspiring artists that are going to tune in, what advice would you have for them? I would, uh, one thing, you know, something I said earlier is just hold on to the part of it that you love. Like really remember what part you love about this, but um, also focus on the word completion. I've been Mm -hmm. in this business really for, it's getting close to 28, 30 years now. And what I'll tell you is those who won in this business, those who have had long, longevity and, and just, it hasn't really been about talent. It's not always about that. Sure, everyone talent, everyone hustles. It's about completion. That defines who wins and who loses. Did you complete mm-hmm. your idea? It's not whether it works or not. We've had plenty of songs that didn't work. We have plenty of ideas and marketing things that didn't work and some that did work, but we're here because of what we completed. We find out if it works or not, but, mm-hmm you got to complete your ideas. You got to complete your steps. So that's what I would tell any, any artist, find the part that you love about it, set some goals and then complete them. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Like I said, the, the single lessons, it really is beautiful. It is a love vibe and everything that everyone's been through. I think a person can listen to this song and actually take it further, not just think about lessons they've learned in love, but just lessons in life. So just thank you for just sharing your songwriting journey with us and just giving us these beautiful classics. Like I said, I love music and I really think like you can pick up when someone puts out music that you can listen to. Like I said, Picture Perfect, I can listen to that song like it just came out yesterday. I just think mm-hmm. that artists that produce music like that is a true compliment to just listeners and fans. So just thank you so much. But before we do end everything, tell everybody how they can contact you, your website, dates that they need to look out for. I know you have the upcoming album. So just give everybody some important dates and everything on how they can contact you. Well, the best ways you can go is go to the website, uh, ericrobersonmusic.com. I have a special place also called The Process. 
And what that is, is is 900 people who uh, follow my creative process. I make all of my music in front of them. Every idea mm -hmm. I have, I share with them. It's called The Process. We do a weekly podcast. It's great. If you are interested, go to jointheprocess.com. I think you would love it. Even just take a look, a quick look. Every song I've done over the last four years is in there for completely for free. Obviously, it's a monthly subscription. Amen. Come on, monthly subscription. But um, <laughs> but you'll get so much more out of it, you know. But mm -hmm. if you're interested, go to jointheprocess.com. And uh, and yeah, just stay tuned. I, I think we don't have a timeline for the next album, but we mm -hmm. are starting back touring in August. And mm -hmm. um, and the album will be coming coming soon. You know, we're going to let this song do what it's supposed to do and build and and uh and but but i will tell you that the album is coming along really really great and mm -hmm. i think people are going to love it but i'm not i'm not rushing anything i'm just letting everything take its course and and one bite at a time you know yeah, and, yeah but uh, that's the main thing join the process i think you'll love it join the process.com definitely thank you again thank you so much and guys when you listen please go tune into the song lessons it is so beautiful and it'll make you just it just puts you in a mood. It's like we all need to have a good vibe with everything going on. So thank you again, Mr. Nice Guy. You've definitely been a pleasure to speak with. And I really do appreciate your time. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Key Chat. You can access this episode on YouTube and also the audio version. Just head over to thekeychat.com. You'll have access to this episode and many more. So thank you guys. And remember to go love yourself. Hey, love it. <laughs>